safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. It's from the uh, most basic or small local service delivery, uh, uh, the rehabilitation of a pothole somewhere where a work crew stands down, uh, the digging of a trench for an electrical cable, um, all the way through to major construction sites, multi-billion rand construction sites like the site in Kailicha, which Urban Mobility is currently preparing a major public transport interchange at the moment. Uh, and the same, I'm afraid, is reflected in the private sector. This is happening all over in the private sector with construction sites. The whole understanding by the public of the construction mafia is becoming far more prevalent in the minds of people now. I think uh, the, the penny is dropping with most people that there is a crisis in South Africa. Uh, and the uh, I can quantify it for you to say at the moment, out of our projects across the city, there are um, 15 projects that are effectively halted or stopped because of intimidation and interference of the contractors who are building there. And of those, six of those projects are abandoned, but you have had a contractor who said, look, I can't handle this. I'm being threatened. They are finding my number and phoning me and threatening me at home. Um, and therefore I can't carry on building. And we're seeing assassinations. Um, there was a news of uh, an assassination uh, of somebody who participates in a, of members who on a forum that I participate, the Institute for Municipal Public Safety reported yesterday an assassination of an official um, elsewhere in South Africa uh, who was responsible for infrastructure development. So I think what has happened is that the, the, the larger gangsters who have been doing this for a while with uh, attempts to extort money from the bigger contractors and nighttime entertainment industry and the clubs in Longstreet and so forth, where we saw major organized crime figures involved in this, have gotten away with it for long enough to the extent that you are seeing more copycat behavior from other uh, uh, groupings, from gangs um, in different communities, uh, seeing this to be lucrative and engaging in the same behavior and activities uh, and that is why the city is, aside from trying to create physical security at the sites, uh, seeing that that is not a sustainable goal. It can't, we will not win this battle by trying to roll out more and more security at all the various places where staff are working on the ground. We have to achieve convictions and therefore the pressure on SAPs to create an extortion task team. We had good success with the kidnapping task team that we're working closely with SAPs with and they've credited our role and our support to them in that and it's reflecting in the stats and in the reduction in kidnappings in the city and we um, are making very good progress with the extortion matters as well. We have hired quite a lot of investigative staff and we're um, supporting SAPs for those members. It's on the crime intelligence side that we're not making the progress that has to be made and that's where we're applying pressure now as well. So to that end, I see uh, the city has set up that uh, hotline. So are people actually responding to that, Mr. Smith? Yes, ma'am. We often have people who call the hotline and are trying to get us to act, but are in many cases, understandably, too scared to go lay a charge. Now, with our contractors, it used to be that a contractor could walk away from a construction site and say, I'm being intimidated, I'm going to park development, and then the city continues to incur costs. We have now amended our contracts to require those contractors to go open criminal cases um, before they may suspend uh, uh, the 
the construction or service delivery work. Uh, but in terms of the various members of the public, and this is from informal traders to public transport operators. I mean, there's a particular extortion racket that is very painful and affects a lot of people. And this is where taxi associations, specifically Carter, uh, uh, seize a vehicle, hijack a vehicle. They call it impoundment, um, especially in Nyanga and Kailicha and Wallerstein, where that vehicle is then impounded and they charge a release fee to give the vehicle back. Uh, which, of course, is called extortion. And we have invited public transport operators to call us, and they are using that. We are meeting with them regularly. We have thrice a week a internal meeting with all of our contractors and some external partners, and people are calling on us. We are assisting, going back, recovering those vehicles, uh, arresting and charging the, the persons unlawfully holding them uh, when we can find them. Uh, and certainly that number is being used. We are registering inquiries as well where somebody is too scared to go open a case. We need to register an inquiry with SAPS to try and compel an investigation. So just finally, are, are you confident that you will be able to uh, basically come to uh, or get to the bottom of this particular problem? Uh, because as you had pointed out, uh, there's a huge cost, not just uh, in economic terms, but uh, life as well uh, in this instance. So... Are you confident that as a government, uh, you've pointed out that it's a nationwide phenomenon, but as a Western Cape, city of Cape Town, the national government, are you confident that we will be able to break the back of this? So first, let me say it's it's doable. It has been done in other countries. Uh, we had a, a delegation uh, from Brazil here um, last week and co- talking to those senior officials, all of them in the policing environment, um, was very interesting. We've got the identical problems with similar backgrounds to those problems, uh, the same organized crime phenomena, and uh, it is entirely possible to curtail this. Uh, we have seen that we can jointly working with SEPs uh, when we are permitted to, because for a long time our role was disputed. We can make a contribution to a complex and uh, a crime which requires great specialization like kidnapping. And we can positively between us, especially with the technology that the city brings to bear, we can impact positively in those stats. And I, I am hoping based on that track record that we will be able to achieve similar outcomes in this space. I am told by our officials that many of those investigations are proceeding very well um, and that, in fact, we're confident that we will have some some results uh, with, re- with regards to some of those cases, especially where the witnesses have been able to give us concrete um, evidence or where there's video, other evidence, that we will actually be taking action on some of them quite soon. Uh, and we have to win this battle. If we don't win this battle, you can't do effective and meaningful service delivery. So it's imperative that we make progress in the interest of, of every citizen of our city and, and more broadly in South Africa, that the state nationally steps up. Because let's be frank, there is a failure of the criminal justice system here. This problem has become as prevalent as it did because in earlier years, when there were fewer people engaging in this activity, the state failed to meaningfully detect, investigate, uh, arrest, con- charge and convict those people responsible. And the problem has now grown. It is as, as as much of an epidemic now as it is because we did not act effectively earlier. And we are from our side stepping out of our lane. This is not our space. But if we don't do something, we are um, we will not be able to run a sustainable city. 
J.P. Smith, thanks so much for your time. Uh, city of Cape Town's mayoral committee member for safety and security about what the city of Cape Town is doing to try and deal with this uh, problem, this phenomenon of extortion and uh, how it's impacting service delivery as well. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 Nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.